do you ever have days or weeks or months even where you just feel like no matter what you do, it's not enough? Sometimes it can make you feel like a complete and utter failure. I want to offer you another way to look at things, and I hope that it helps you to see you are absolutely enough and that you are doing enough. And what you offer to those around you is more than enough. So let's go. Are you ready to make a change in your life but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. I am so excited for today's episode. Today, I'm joined by my husband, Jared, and this conversation around those feelings of, I am not enough, or I'm not doing enough, or I don't feel like I'm good enough, is something that comes up a lot with the ladies that we work with. So I'm so excited for you to hear what we have to talk about. Without further ado, here is Jared and I. So in our group coaching that we do We shared this quote with the ladies in our group, and we said, on the days where you only have 40% to give, and you give 40%, actually gave 100%. And I think it was Jim Quick who said that. But we shared that quote, and we just shared it because we thought, this is so great for these ladies. It's so powerful, yeah, for moms especially. Yeah, Yeah, especially for moms. And it resonated with them so much. They were just like, oh my gosh. Nobody has ever said it to me in that way. I've never heard someone give me permission almost to not always be giving 100% of me. And it's just something that I think more women need to hear. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is that you are enough as you are right now. And not every single day is going to be perfect. And what we want you to understand is that's okay. There's a certain standard. And I feel like we hold ourselves to that standard and to that ideal. And it's this idea of the shoulds. It's a case of the shoulds. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, like at the end of the day, well, like I did this and this and this, but I should have done this and I should have done that. Like, is anybody guilty of that out there? Like, like all of us all the time. Right. But understanding that your capacity and ability will fluctuate day by day. And some days, like, you know, Camille hit it right on the head. On some days, like, all you can give is 40%. And there are any number of reasons that are going to prevent you from doing that, quote unquote, ideal 60%. But on the days where all you can do is that 40 and you did 40, congratulations. Like, you showed up. You got 100 You said all that you could on that day. And that's enough. And I just want more moms to know and understand that that's enough. And I love what you said, just that not every day is going to be perfect. Every day is going to be different. And that doesn't mean that you have to give up or stop trying on those days where maybe things are a little off or you just don't have that much to give. And so what we want you to know is that you have to learn that it's okay on those days to just give yourself a lot of patience and a lot of grace. Moms, I feel like are so good giving grace to everybody absolutely yeah everybody else our kids our girlfriends our spouses just anyone in our life like moms are like the biggest cheerleader for like everyone else and always like so supportive and kind and compassionate but when it comes to like turning around and offering that to the person in the mirror (laughs) yes you're exactly right we don't do a great job at it 
So today we wanted to share with you three ways to give yourself a little bit of grace and learn self-compassion. It's something you have to learn and it's something you have to work on every day, but there are three things we're going to talk about. So here's number one, have realistic expectations for yourself. I think so many of us have expectations for ourselves. Like I know for me, I usually sit down at the beginning of the week or even at the beginning of each day or the night before and plan out my day ahead. And then just, okay, these are all the things I'm going to accomplish. These are all the things I'm going to do. And when the day doesn't go as planned or I don't get everything done that I want to. You're sorry, did, no. you're a checkbox person. I'm a and if you don't get all of this checkbox yeah. like at the end of the day, yeah. yeah, that doesn't ever sit well. So the pressure that moms feel is just to often just do it all, be everything for everyone. It's in our genetic makeup to be this person who can just do it all. And so we have to acknowledge that there are going to be days where there will be things that are outside of our control that maybe derail our day, throw things off, even with the best of intentions and a perfectly laid out plan, it might not always go like that. There will be days where the wheels fall off, literally. Like for us today, so... So it's a perfect example. Our businesses are online. We do all our work online. And it's a Monday, so there's a ton of stuff we need to do for the week. And our internet is out. It's not only out in our home, but in our city and in the cities surrounding us. And it's completely out of our control. And to say that it's frustrating would be an understatement because we have so many things we are gonna do today. And it's like, okay, what can we do in the circumstances that we can control? We can't control that the internet is out, but what can we do? And so here we are, we're filming. We're getting prayed today to film. Yeah. This doesn't require any internet. Let's do this instead. So just how we had to pivot. And be okay with it. It's not the day that I thought it would be. I'm not going to get done all the things that I want to do or needed to. But I'm still making progress towards other things that I needed to do. Well, then then also, like, how often does that happen as a mom, especially? Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, for us, like, yeah, okay, like, the internet is out. But, like, think of what's, like, more applicable to moms. I mean, like, kids. How often, like, oh, man, they get sick. Like, I don't want to say at the worst times because, like, no time is a good time. But they always, like, they get sick or, like, we need to stay home. And you're like, oh, but I had this and this and this planned. Or, like, there are countless other examples that we could give. But at the same time, it kind of comes back to, like, what is your definition for success for the day? It's this idea of you could look at and you could focus on those check marks that you, like, didn't get at the end of the day and say, oh, I needed to do this and this and this. Yeah. Or you can focus on, you can even draw in a brand new checkbox and say, like, show up as an all-star mom. (laughs) And if you like, if you put that on your checklist, like at the end of the day, you might not have gotten done everything that you wanted to do or expected to do. But at the end of the day, your child felt loved and seen and cared for and appreciated. And that's the big check mark that you can make at the end of your day. Absolutely. And I feel like there are seasons of life where you have to be a little bit more willing to roll with the punches. When you have kids, that's a season of life where so much is out of your control. Like you were saying, just kids in general, your day kind of becomes their day. And as much as you want routines and structure, there will be days where it's just a little bit off or different or it doesn't go exactly as you hoped it would. Right. Like having realistic expectations. I feel like there should be an asterisk within reason, yeah. right? And I mean, I guess like it's the difference between having expectations and having realistic expectations. Absolutely. Like you have this ideal of how the day 
again, should go in your head. And there needs to be some variability to that. There needs to be some flexibility. And you mentioned grace earlier. I love that word. Give yourself some grace and realize that even if we didn't hit all those check marks at the end of the day, we might have hit check marks that we weren't even anticipating that ultimately became more important, that became yeah. more of a priority that we needed to do instead. Oh, so good. Okay, so having those very realistic expectations for yourself is going to make a world of difference. And I love the idea of just shifting your mindset away from perfection and just towards what progress did I make today? It might not have been perfect, but maybe I made some progress. Focusing on that really helps. Okay, the second point that I wanted to talk about was practicing self-compassion. Now, I wanted to ask you a question about this because this is something that I feel so many women struggle with. I, in fact, was working with a woman a couple of months ago, and she had purchased the Mommy Tally Fix, which is the program that you and I helped develop it. Well, we developed and, we, yep, and wrote together, and it helps moms on so many different areas in their lives. But she had purchased the program with just, okay, I'm doing this. This is what I need. And then life happened. How many moms have experienced that where it's like, okay, this is what I need. This is the goals that I'm working towards. And then your kid got sick or there were so many school sports going on or, 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 or whatever, all the fill in the book. And she just said, I just put the program aside. And she's like, I had so much shame and regret around not starting it that I kind of just felt guilty that I had purchased it and that I hadn't done anything with it. She said, because of that shame and guilt, I just didn't even start it. I did not start the program because I had that shame and guilt around it. And as she was telling me all these things, I was like, girlfriend, you're fine. It's okay. We have those days and you can start whenever you want. There's no set day that you have to start. And it was so fascinating to me how she was talking to herself in her head, like, oh, you do this all the time. Like, you never stick to anything. You don't see it through. And just the inner dialogue that was going on I just thought if her girlfriend had come to her and expressed, this is what I'm dealing with. I bought this program. I didn't even start it. And now I'm ashamed of myself. I feel guilty that I haven't done it. She would tell her girlfriend, hey, you're okay. Like, yeah, you just went through a rough patch, but you can start it next week. Or you can start it next month when the kids are in school. Or you can find a time next week where you and I could do it together. And the way you talk to your girlfriend is so different than the way you talk to yourself. And moms, I've come to learn, have this almost an inner bully where they talk so terrible to themselves. If there was a hidden microphone in my head that could hear the voice in my head, I think I would be so ashamed sometimes. I think I would be embarrassed for people to hear the way that I talk to myself because that's borderline abusive at times, if I'm being honest. And so I wanted to ask you, do you think men talk to themselves in that same way? Do you have that same inner bully like we do as women? That's a really good question. And I think the way that I would answer that is there are the societal norms are so different between males and females, between men and women. You just think about it and you think about, I mean, it has, I feel like it's gotten a lot better for females. It used to be the Barbie dolls, even like the dolls you would play with, say that you have to look a certain way or magazine covers or commercials. There are any number of things The women are kind of, it's ingrained in them from a very young age that they have to look a certain way and think a certain way and feel a certain way about themselves. 
And if they don't meet that mold, something's wrong. Yeah, and they're less than, they're not enough because they don't meet that ideal mold. Now, let's investigate, let's look at what's going on over at the men's side. <laughs> we don't have any of that, am I right? It's like, no, dad bod is like the new thing, right? It's like, it's okay to maybe not control what you eat or what you drink and not work out and maybe have a little bit of a spare tire going on and all of a sudden that's glorified. I mean, in, in my humble opinion, we've even taken that a little too far. Like, it's not an excuse to be lazy, guys. Like, take some pride in what you, what you eat and exercise a little bit. But I feel like there definitely is a difference between those two. I do think that men have an inner dialogue. And I think that society these days is creating a safer place for men to actually express some of those feelings. Yeah. Meaning that used to be like, if you're a man, you just got push all that down like don't let that out you just man up and deal with it rub some dirt on it and get back in the game that's kind of what we're used to but i do think that with the advancements recently and what we know about self-help and mental therapy and things like that it's becoming more easy for men to express some of those feelings and some of those inadequacies but i think we still have a lot of room to catch up with the women for sure yeah and you know what we're a work in progress too we're figuring out all of these things just as much as you are totally and yeah i think as a society we still need to work more towards recognizing women as a whole not just for the physical aspect of them but what makes a complete woman in all parts of her and celebrating all parts of her so and so getting back to the story that you shared with us earlier with that woman you mentioned something to me we've talked about this like the other night about kind of the downward spiral probably you're at into of, and maybe you can explain it better than I can, but she didn't start, so she felt bad about it. Yeah. And was just kind of in this pattern. Shame cycle. Shame cycle. This yeah. negative downward spiral of, I'm not going to start because I feel bad, but I feel bad because I'm not starting. You see how just harmful that can be yeah. when you start to have that dialogue. And so I guess the question that I would ask you is, how do you break out of that? How do you break a spiral? How do you recover from that? Yeah, because coming out of that is going to take a lot of work. I think it's baby steps. It's just taking one thing. Okay, so maybe the whole entire program is overwhelming to her. She's like, I don't have the time to start or the energy to start or the brain capacity to start. And so what's one thing she could work on? And I've mentioned this before. But whenever I'm working with someone and they feel stuck, I always say to them, let's just start with one thing. What's one choice you could make today that's going to help propel you into making another good choice? And I usually always start with water. Let's just drink water just today. Drink water just today. drink some water. See Something how it anyone can do. We're, we're all walking getting... around dehydrated. Public <laughs> yeah. service announcement. Drink more water. <laughs> we actually talked about that on the last episode. So oh, yeah. love it. drink more water. But it comes down to also addressing that voice in your head yeah, and learning to talk to yourself a little bit differently. And this has been a journey that I have been on and something that I say to myself right now for probably the past two years or so. I, this is what I say when I have those thoughts in my head. I don't judge myself for thinking that way. I'm human. I'm going to have thoughts of like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I didn't get all that done that I wanted to. Oh, like that dress is too tight. I don't like the way I look in that. Yeah, I'm going to have those thoughts. I am a human. But the thing that I'll tell myself is, oh, I'm aware of that thought when I hear it or when I see it in my head. And I just say, oh, we don't talk to ourselves that way anymore. 
And it's like, so it comes across as a mom, yeah. comes across as a best friend, like, oh, honey, we don't talk like that to ourselves anymore. And I try to find a new thought to replace that. And so I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say I look in the mirror and I don't love the way I look in a dress. And the thought in my head would be like, oh, you should have worked out yesterday. Oh, you ate way too many brownies yesterday at our family party. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. And I will catch myself coming in this cycle, these cyclical thoughts, and just be like, oh, there's that thought. We actually don't talk to ourselves that way anymore. You know what? Let's find a dress that you do feel confident in. Let's find a dress that makes you feel really good about yourself. And it's not downplaying the thought or being like, oh, that's not true. You're beautiful. That's another thought you should use, though. But for me, that's a realistic thought of, then let's find something you feel awesome in and change into that dress. Well, and I like, just as you were talking, like the thought that came to me is like, we have these inner dialogues and we have those thoughts that go on. And like, what I always try to point out to people is, again, getting back to maybe the dress example, you put on a dress, you're like, I don't love the way that I look in this dress. Are you the first woman on the planet to ever think that? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. You mentioned brownies too. You said, oh, maybe I ate too many brownies. Are you the first person on the planet to ever have that thought? Absolutely not. Just realize that these thoughts that you're having are not actually your thoughts and that they've been basically ingrained in your brain from when you were a very young child because someone else told you that's how things should be. So even if it doesn't like match up with that perfectly, you can still kind of step out of that experience and just kind of say, oh, that's a crazy thought. Why am I thinking that? Like, yeah, okay, maybe I did have a few brownies yesterday, but what's a new meaning you can attach to that? I was at a family party and it was a blast and I was socializing and it was fun and I'm going to choose to remember those memories instead of the brownie that I ate. Or I'm going to put on a different dress and be like, okay, like we'll hang this one up. It will come back to it at a future date, but I'm going to go out or experience whatever it is that you're getting dressed up for. And that becomes a completely different thought and a completely different experience. You can attach the negative to it, or you can say, you know, what else does this mean? And try to attach the positive to it as well. I love that. Oh, that's so good. So just practice having that self-compassion for yourself. Find ways to maybe change the dialogue in your head and to maybe just extend a little bit more grace and a little bit more compassion. All right, the third point that I wanted to share and the final point that I think is so good that all women need to know is just celebrate the small wins every day, which I know we've talked about that a lot on this channel, but it's still something that so many of us do not do. It is still something that we struggle with just adopting into our lives. A couple of months ago, I was working with a woman in our momentum coaching program and she had recently, her mom had passed away and she was figuring out what new normal looked like, what life looked like without her mom. And it was just kind of, she put everything on the back burner because she was so overwhelmed and just grieving this loss, which is, you should. Which is so hard. And, and like, oh, I'm not downplaced with it. Like, absolutely. Like, you know what that does. And yeah. The mindset that that puts you in and you can kind of relate to what this woman was maybe experiencing. Yeah. And I think all of us have experienced a loss at some point someone. or another. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it wasn't your mom, but maybe it was someone else or something that you were close to. And, and so she had experienced this loss. And we all know when we go through something traumatic like that, 
it makes everything really hard. It does. I, yeah. I said it, it amplifies. It amplifies. It, let's say it amplifies emotion. Yeah. Like when that is weighing heavily on your heart and on your soul, it makes other yeah. things a little heavier as well. Yeah. yeah. And so we were in the middle of her program, of her making these healthy choices and working towards these goals she had set. And we would meet weekly and I'd coach her, just check in on her. And after her mom passed away, she's like, I just don't have it in me. I just need someone to listen and to be my friend. I'm like, perfect. I'm here for you. And we will be there through that. And so we kept checking in and every week. And finally, there was one week where I was like, hey, we because we always start every week off by asking, you know, what were your wins for this week? What were your successes? And she goes, well, I got up and I got dressed and I drank some water and I celebrated the crap out of that. Just Yes. This is huge because you last week or two weeks ago, that wasn't even something that you felt you could do. That wasn't in your wheelhouse of what you could handle. But this week you did. And to somebody on the outside, they might be like, what? Like you're celebrating that? That's nothing in comparison to the things she was doing five months ago. Or those are such tiny baby steps. And like, yeah, they absolutely are baby steps but there's steps towards where she wants to go. And we have to celebrate those tiny wins to help her see that, yeah, you are still taking steps. You are still making progress. And so like I mentioned in the intro, I feel like this has really helped me. I, find, I hope someone out there this helps as well because it is so powerful. Your capacity and your ability are going to fluctuate with different seasons of life. And you know, Camille hit it right on the head. Before this lady's mom passed away, I'm sure she was doing a lot. But then afterwards, maybe she didn't even get out of bed, right? Like if she was operating at like 0% of what she was originally doing, yeah, you can get down about that. But then maybe after a couple of days, like you said three things. Yeah, so maybe after a couple of days, she got out of bed. Yeah. And that's like 100% more than what she had done yes. before. And then maybe that another day or two later, she got dressed. And again, like that's another 100% increase in your productivity, yeah. right? And then the third thing that she mentioned was I drink my water. And like you think about it and like those three things by themselves aren't necessarily remarkable. But given her circumstances and given her condition, those were huge wins. Yeah. And those should absolutely be celebrated. And it kind of brings us full circle back to where we had kind of originally started this with this quote of on the days where that is your limit and you are able to do that. Congratulations, you had an incredible day. Yeah, her 100% for that day or her giving all of her was to get up out of it. Amazing. That was it. And she did it. She gave all that she could that day. And well, it, it would be so easy too to downplay that. Yeah. And if you're this, like, all I did was get out of bed today. And if that's how she wanted to frame that experience, she could do that. And again, like compared to her ideal, compared to maybe all the things that she thought she should, there's that word. Yes. Again, all the things that she should do that day, that would be a very devastating day. But if you take that and say, okay, what were the things that you could do today? And maybe the only things that she could do were those three things. I got up, I got dressed, and I drank my water today. Huge win, huge victory, because you nailed it. You did 100% of what your capacity was for that day. Okay, so I wanted to talk about maybe how do you celebrate your wins? If you don't have like a coach or a cheerleader or a best friend cheering you on, how do you celebrate your own wins? And so you're really good at this. I'm going to leave out. Every day, Jared keeps a journal where he writes down his three wins for the day. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Wind journals. That's it's like the coolest thing ever. This is something that I first heard about in the book, The Gap in the Game by Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan. Fantastic book. But basically the premise of this is at the end of the day, I just have a little journal that sits by my bedside. I don't like to look at screens late at night. You yeah. You can keep it on your phone if you'd like to. That's an easy, convenient way to do it. But I try to kind of wind away from screens at the end of the day. And so I have a journal that sits by my bed with a pen. And at the end of the day, before diving into bed, I'll just sit down and I'll think and I'll kind of reverse in my mind. What were the three wins that I was able to do today? And, you know, they vary. And like, it's really interesting. Like some days it was like recorded three YouTube videos today and sent out five emails. And like, it was this huge, like, quote unquote, air quotes, productive day. Right. But other days, like those wins look completely different. One, like our almost 14 year old son has come to me and be like, dad, I want to weight train. I want to lift weights. Okay, like, let's do that. I will spend an hour, three days a week with him working on weight training. It would be very easy to look at that and say, God, there are so many other things that I could be doing with my time. I could do this and I could do that. But in that moment, I'm going to spend it with our son. And at the end of the day, when I think about my wins, that hour that I was able to spend with him and to like help him with that passion and help him progress and develop with his goals. It's a huge win. And so that absolutely goes down in my win journal. If you want to even take it a step further, <laughs> this is where it gets really fun. Call your shot for tomorrow too. So like I'll write down three wins for the day and then I'll think about tomorrow and I'll be like, okay, these are the three wins that I'm going to get tomorrow. It doesn't always shake down that way. Things happen and you don't always get those done. But if you can go to bed with this win mentality, thinking about the wins that you had, thinking about the wins and how you would love for your day to go tomorrow, it makes a world of difference. Honestly, more often than not, I get those wins that I wrote down the night before just because my brain is dialed into those and I'm looking for ways to create that. And there are some times when it's like nine at night and it's like, oh man, it was a busy day. And I'll think about my wins. I'm like, oh, I didn't get that one. And I'll hurry and I'll bust it out real quick <laughs> just so that I can get like that dopamine hit yeah. that says, hey, you know what? You got your three wins today. What are you going to do tomorrow? I love to do that. That's so good. Okay. So journaling is such a good way to just write down your wins and acknowledge them. And there is research that shows if you can get it out of your brain and onto paper, yes. that it is going to resonate with you. You're going to feel an impact from it. So journaling so powerful. I also had a friend who uses sticky notes and every time she like just wants to celebrate a win, she writes it on a sticky note and then she just sticks it I think in her closet. That's so but so she just has all these wins of things she has done and she keeps them in her closet. Some other ideas are maybe you have like a daily gratitude practice or even a meditation time where you think about these wins. And I don't mean like sit down and take 10, 20 minutes, like take one minute and just think, okay, what are my wins for today? And even as you're falling asleep, that's usually when I do I it. Say, I feel like that's yeah, the you're like I'm laying down because I'm so tired, lay down and just think, okay, but what did I really do today? And like celebrate those little things. Another great idea to do this. And if you want some people to do this with, find a community where you can celebrate your wins, share your wins, celebrate your wins, and celebrate other people's wins. Others, totally. Yeah. And we actually, by the time this podcast goes live, we will be five days away from starting our next Momentum Coaching program. 
This is a small group coaching program. We only open it up four times a year. So our next time we start is July 17th. There is usually a wait list for it and it fills up fast. We keep it really small and intimate. But if you want help with your goals, with being held accountable, with having a program to follow and people to do it with and a community that celebrates you and supports you, you're going to want to join our Momentum Coaching Program. Just head over to the website. I'll put the link in the description, but it's just mtfchallenge.com. That's the URL right now. It might change in the future, but if you go to that one, forward it's forward. There. Yeah, it's, yeah, you'll get to the right. So mtfchallenge.com will send you there. If you are listening or watching this after July 17th, it will send you to the wait list and you can join that wait list for the next time it opens up. But we would absolutely love to have you join us. We have seen amazing transformations. And what's interesting is these people join our community coaching for the physical transformation, for the weight loss and for to tone their stomach core. Right yeah. Broader stomach. Yeah. All of that. But what they get out of it is confidence, completely changed mindset, a different outlook at how they look at themselves. They learn to love themselves. We hold their hand through this process. We have a roadmap of what the eight weeks look like. We literally hold their hand to get them to where they want to be. And it's such a cool program to be a part of. So we would love to have you join us. Anything you want to say about that? I mean, these are the types of discussions that we have over there. So if you liked this, if you did get any value from this, this is the type of thing that we talk about all the time. There are trainings on it. There are private, like personal one-on-one -on -one individual coaching sessions as well. It's a really cool community. A lot of the stories that you even shared today came straight from Absolutely. that type of community, helping women to work through some of these mindset and motivation type issues. It's a really powerful thing. Yeah. So if you want to join us, you've got a couple of days to sign up from the time this video goes live. But mtfchallenge.com, we would love to see you on the other side and help you through whatever it is you want to push, whatever you feel stuck in, or if you just need help, getting started. That's what we're here for. And we're going to put you in a momentum that will help, I don't know, project you towards where you want to go. Well, and you mentioned earlier, like to share with other people, like if you did get any value from us, like share it with a girlfriend, share it with someone that you think might need to hear this as well. Yeah. We'd love to get this message out to as many people as possible. It helps us out. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining us today. We love having these types of conversations with you and we hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.